On this episode, we're talking about building your brand on and off Amazon with Karina McLeod from e-commerce nurse. And this was a great conversation, Chris. Yeah, we covered a lot here. Yeah. Like social media. We spent a lot of time on social media. Then we talked about on Amazon and between vendor and seller and a lot of topics here, but she offers a great service. So if you do need some help with brand building or anything with your listings or whatever, uh, she's going to be the one you want to talk to. Oh, for sure. And this is good for anybody, no matter what stage of the process you're in. I mean, we even, we even talked about, you know, how do you decide on, you know, what your brand and your brand's mission is going to be, you know, even before you have launched the product. Uh, so we go through we go through everything, but really great conversation. She's got a lot of good insights. She worked at Amazon for a long time. Um, so she's got a lot of that inside experience as well. It's a great conversation. Let's dive into our interview with Karina now. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 163 of Two Amazon Sellers and a Microphone, brought to you by Solozo. And today, we're going to be talking about the importance of building your brand on and off Amazon. Uh, and we got the perfect guest for it. Karina McLeod from Ecommerce Nurse is joining us to discuss all things about building your brand. Karina, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. And thank you for inviting me onto your podcast today. We are glad you are here. This is always a, a fun topic of uh, building brands. Um, so we're excited to pick your brain about it and, and dive in. Um, but you're in, you were telling us you're about an hour east, is that right, of London? Like yeah, you know? I'm as far as you can go, actually. If you go any further, you'll end up in the sea. So, um, yes, <laughs> I am... Uh, I'm in a place called Essex in the south of England. It's beautiful there. Well, it's a uh, it's a bit grey at the moment, but yeah. um, it's not quite where the sun's shining. But you know, we'll uh, we we get we've got the sea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. I love I love going to all over the UK. I go. I used to go there. All, I used to go there all the time. I'm a tennis player. I used to go there all the time for Wimbledon. Awesome. Uh, that was. Uh, Good times, great memories there. So strawberries and cream. Yes, so good. <laughs> Such a good atmosphere there. It's really, it's really fun. But that's not what we're here to talk about. Is my travels? We're here to talk about brands. <laughs> so I want to kick it off because uh, for anybody who's listening um, to our podcast, you have your own podcast. I, everyone needs to check it out. We'll talk about that later as well. Uh, but for everyone who doesn't know you, any of our audience doesn't know you, we'd love to hear sort of a little bit about you how you ended up in this space, why you why you chose to uh, create an agency to help other brands uh, perform better. So you've, you've got the floor for a few minutes. We'd love to hear the, the backstory of Karina. Awesome. Thank you, Dustin. Um, a bit about me. So I've been in the Amazon space for nearly 17 years now. So um, nice. when I started working for Amazon in the UK, I started working for them in 2004 and so I've seen Amazon evolve um, immensely over the last 10, well, almost 20 years now. And so I started off working at Amazon within the vendor management team. And uh, very much my role was launching new product categories into the UK. So launching sports and fitness, being part of the home and garden launch, 
um, launching fashion, all the new categories that are no longer those new categories within with on Amazon. And um, so I was there for seven years and I then left Amazon, a bit of burnout, I guess, um, wanting to break free from Amazon, uh, which didn't quite happen. Um, the idea of breaking free meant that all of a sudden I had many uh, um, previous vendors reaching out and asking for help because that was just really when there was the recent launch of Vendor Central um, and having to start uploading products into Vendor Central, et cetera. And so then it really kind of opened up my eyes at, in the sense that I didn't see when I was at Amazon was there was a need. There was a need to educate vendors. Vendors needed that support and that support they weren't getting from Amazon. So I started to do consulting. I started to consult for a number of brands. And then all of a sudden I started to uh, never been from the seller side, although I've always understood the seller side, working with 3P internally at Amazon, but never actually been, been on that side of the fence. But then I realized there's a lot of interest in seller. And so it's a bit like Microsoft or Apple. Once you know one, you know the other. So mm -hmm. kind of understood seller central, how everything works. And then years moving on from there, supporting brands and helping them grow, came to a point that I was consulting. I was able to implement to some extent, but I'm not an uh, expert. I'm not an expert in marketing. Um, and so what it came to was that we needed to have experts on board. And also it wasn't scalable. I couldn't do everything. And that's really when we had uh, e-commerce nurse was launched as an agency to actually scale the work that I was doing to implement for clients and also to bring a team of experts in their field on so we could really deliver like, uh, you know, really help those brands meet that potential uh, on Amazon. And so years on, um, I've been in the consulting or in this space on the other side of uh, the Amazon fence for over 10 years now. Um, and we as an agency have been going for almost four years. Wow. So you've seen a lot of transition. I mean, just the space alone <laughs> has like transitioned from just launching products to now being a brand. Uh, is there Has there been any kind of crossover from when you first started to what you're kind of doing now? I know it's changed a lot, but are you seeing like similar similar things that you used to work on come back into the space? Um, the, I mean, we're just seeing, it's just really, the, the evolution is, is crazy from a point of um, just seeing all the tools that were, you know, seeing Vendor Central be launched um, and seeing what it's become. I also think we never really probably ever thought that it was going to become what it is today as well. And then uh, seeing the evolution of the seller platform, when I was at Amazon, the vendor platform was like the dominant one. You know, mm -hmm. it was like, oh, the, we, you know, we're vendors. We, we work with vendors, not sellers. But the tables have turned. And so there's this, you know, emerging uh, seller business that has been really fantastic and is fantastic for Amazon. So I think I haven't necessarily seen anything come back, but it's more that, that even, even, you know, just, the evolution of, of Amazon as it is. And, uh, you know, I was at Amazon at the days where we had the catalog team on the ups, upstairs. And so if if you had to do a product upload and it didn't work, you picked up the phone and that was when you had, you know, picked up a phone <laughs> and someone would come downstairs and it's almost like if you buy them a beer, could you help me uh, fix this catalog issue? Which of course, you know, now it's in, you know, other parts in different countries and so forth. Um, 
And so it's uh, being in Amazon in those days, you learn everything. You had to do everything. You had a hat on for everything. You had to learn the back end, the front end and everything. And that that really gave me that toolkit to be able to create this agency of knowing all their systems and the whys and everything um, of, yeah, just seeing the real inside of, of Amazon and the, the craziness of their tools. Well, it's changed. I mean, yeah. I remember um, being as a seller and, and all the vendor central uh, accounts would get all the new features. Yeah. Like right. when, sponsored, when sponsored headline ads came out, that's what they used to call them. Uh, it's like, okay, go join vendor express so you can get, <laughs> So you can get that kind of stuff. Now it's like it's flipped. Like Amazon yeah. releases things to Seller Central because the thought process now and the focus is now more like brand centric. Like let's help these brands with Amazon and Seller Central. Um, do 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 brands that are on Vendor Central? Uh, is there still pushback to become Seller Central because they don't they like to stay in that niche, or or is it being more adapted where hey let's go on brand side first? Yeah, it's more down to, I always say, your, the setup of, of you as a brand. So if you're a wholesale brand, then really vendors the place for you to be. But if you're a direct to consumer brand, really, then you should be on that on the seller platform. A lot of brands out there that are probably, I would say, you know, your bricks and mortar, real traditional brands that almost only ever considered vendor as are now considering seller because vendors like it's quite costly you know squeezing them yeah. on, on a lot of improved cost prices um loads of other additional discounts but you know post pandemic and where we currently are there's no cost reductions it's all about cost increases which makes it even tougher when you haven't got somebody on the other side that's able to accept those costs and you, you know, where where do you go from there? And that's what a lot of brands are finding right now that are working with Amazon on the vendor side. Yeah, we have these conversations quite often. Uh, I was just talking to uh, a relative of mine who happens to work for another uh, retail company, and they are on the vendor platform. And, you know, they're, and they're seeing those things. You know, in in some mm -hmm. ways, in some ways, you know, getting a PO and sending in a bunch of inventory, and there's, you know, it's it's a little easier. But you lose mm -hmm. all that control. You're talking about pricing control. Um, you know, the, even even more of the options now you get. So you do. We are seeing a lot of that, um, which now segues into what I think we really want to talk about is yeah. the importance of a brand, of, of building your brand, both on and off of Amazon. Um, so, so Devin, at, at a high level, just talk about that. What, what is the, how important is that? I mean, uh, and I'll, before you dive in, I'll tell mm -hmm. the story. I mean, we, Chris and I started selling around the same time, um, launching our businesses and 2014 is roughly when we get in, um, the concept of brand or the importance of it was, was really low. It was more about, you could, you could source products, sell them, source another product, sell them. Um, and that has dramatically changed uh up until now now the, the and, and amazon supporting it big time with mm -hmm. all the things that they offer brand through the brand registry program uh you can just do a lot more things as a brand so go mm -hmm. go through a little bit of uh just sort of your take on the importance of of building a brand yeah definitely well of course as you mentioned already just if you are going to work with amazon 
Amazon is favoring those that are brands, um, favoring those brand owners, and you get access to more features. So if you don't own a, you're not a brand owner and not focusing on the brand, then it's going to be really difficult for you to be successful on the Amazon platform because you know you're missing out on so many features. But it's it's not only it's not only that, it's also about thinking about the customer coming onto Amazon and, and that loyalty and also it you know, that credibility as well, because, you know, it's so the market is almost in a, most product categories saturated on Amazon. There's a huge amount of competition. And in a number of categories, it's really quite aggressive, especially when you start going into paid advertising, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And so you really need your product to stand out. And really the way to stand out is creating a brand to differentiate your product. And, and creating a brand is not just about having a brand name. It's all the marketing that comes alongside that in enable to really, you know, make your product stand out from the competition. But also it's about being a brand that then you've given then the from a customer experience, a great positive customer experience. You start creating that customer loyalty. So as you expand, you know, we've worked with um, a number of uh, businesses, new, new businesses that have launched a brand, launched one or two products. Customers are really satisfied with their products. They then expand into other products. It's a lot easier when you've already got a brand name that's known, that's trusted. Um, and you do often find that you can create that brand loyalty. So that's definitely something that's um, important, not only as the Amazon features, but competition and, of course, that that customer loyalty. And that's that's solely on the Amazon platform. But of course, you've got the off Amazon mm -hmm. as well. Um, and that's the credibility part. Um, you can you can see it from two ways. A customer comes onto Amazon, never heard of your brand. I know for one, I like to do my research. I start finding out more about this brand. Is it an Amazon only brand? What are they doing outside? And if I start seeing that they're doing a lot more off Amazon, got their own website, doing stuff in social media, and really start seeing that they've got uh, a following, that starts getting me a lot more interested and actually makes me think, oh, I might want to invest more in this brand, for example. Now, of course, it depends what category. If you're investing a lot more money than a cheaper item, of course, you know, it's more of a considered purchase. But you do find that a lot of customers start doing their research. And so that really supports um, that that purchase as well on Amazon, um, as well as the other side of, you know, wanting to drive traffic to Amazon. You've got your store, you're promoting your brand in Facebook, other social media channels, and you also then want to drive traffic um, to Amazon. Maybe you're launching new products, et cetera. And so it helps in many a different ways having that brand. What are some ways that uh, you're getting, I guess, Amazon customers to find brand, like your brand, like if you were selling a brand, what are some ways that you can get creative as far as uh, whether it be the packaging, the inserts, or what are some ways to get them to, to learn more about you uh, to come to your website? What, what are you seeing on that side? Yeah, I mean, that's that's always a tough part, right? Because the brand part is more about once you've, you've got them in, you've got them, it's about making it the conversion element. Um, but it's more, yeah, it's uh, having a brand that's out there that, you know, some brands are creating a community um, with it. So it's not only about a brand, they get more than a brand um, on their website. They feel part of... 
uh, a community of it could be a fitness product um you know let's use example of brands like peloton right they've they've created that community it's not just about the product it's about the community and so actually these days building a lot more and using social media can be a really powerful tool uh, as well to get the brand name out there um, and it's that kind of added value that people get um, now you that doesn't translate so well on amazon because amazon is amazon's becoming brand focused but still their website's pretty transactional it's not fantastic yeah. to really grow a brand so that's why to really make that brand um grow into something a bit more than just a transactional brand is where you've got to do a lot more off Amazon activity. Yeah, this I always get excited talking about this stuff. Uh, but it also at the same time, you start talking about it and you're like, this is going to be a lot of work. <laughs> this That's is exactly not, what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, this is not um, just go, you know, going through and finding cool products or inventing something or mm -hmm. whatever, whatever your approach is to yeah product development um it it all it almost this is like the very first thing that you want to nail down it's like who am i going after who mm -hmm. is my ideal customer or customer avatar and can i make a brand that's relatable and helpful to them that they and a, and a, a, a group that they want to be a part of or like their tribe so let's let's start from the beginning Okay, let's just say we want to create a brand. What's the what's the first thing that you're doing to get this process started? Yeah, well, you first got to, as you say, you've got to figure out what your your audience is. Because let's say you've um okay, you've got a product, so you've already got an idea of of what you're going to sell. So you're gonna want a brand. First off, you've got to think of a brand name and a brand logo, right? That's the first yeah. part of what is the brand name that people are going to easily um, remember? Um, but also once you've got that, and, and also be very careful when you are thinking of a brand name, making sure that that brand name isn't used anywhere else, because of course you want to register the, your trademark. And this is what we've found with a lot of businesses. They've created an awesome brand name. And then all of a sudden they start saying on Amazon and they go, oh, we've got an issue with brand registry. Well, why? You've got a trademark, haven't you? You've got, and these are no, some known brands. And they're like, oh, we don't have a trademark. And I'm like, what? You don't have a trademark? Because it was never really pushed. They just assumed that it's all right. We've got the website URL. We've got a brand name. We're known. But actually it caused, end up, you know, considering do you have to then start rebranding? So that's something you want to avoid further down the line. You get a brand. So it's thinking of a brand, a brand name that's memorable, and something that's not used anywhere else that you can have the URL. We always say when we come up with brand names, I mean, I'm a bit of an avid buyer of URLs, but, you know, buy the URL, make sure you've got it on social media and so forth and all of those to double check um, that, you you know, you're not going to end up competing with somebody else that has a similar product or you end up with a legal legal case further down the line. And then, of course, working on a logo, you know, it doesn't have to be a complex logo. It's a sim always a simple logo, but a logo that uh, that customers are going to remember. And those are always the first things that you want to you want to look into. But of course, that then has to be more about your target audience as well. You've always got to make sure that you know who you're going to to appeal to. And also, um, 
you know, if you're going international, making sure that your brand name doesn't mean something else in another country. <laughs> that's a good point. Because that can happen. So just even, you know, thinking about that at the start, that's always something that, you know, as a first step. I got, well, I got two stories on, on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell people. I, uh, well, but it's so funny you bring up that, uh, that translation or what it means. Uh, yeah. I started a, a company. It was, it was going to be a, a software platform. Uh, this was many, many years ago. And I was trying to, I wanted one of those names that was like a Google or something like that, where it's kind of not really, there was no, no meaning behind it really, mm -hmm. but it, it's, so I found one, I won't say what it is because the next part of the story is pretty funny, but uh, I went, I had customers, I was getting, you know, clients, it was, it was rolling. And then somebody sent me a link to uh, Urban Dictionary <laughs> and it was the, it was like the slant, whatever my name was, was like a pretty bad slang. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. I should have done my research on yeah. that. So that's a good point. And then I also yeah, had my, exactly. I did, I did the same scenario you said as I, I launched uh, a brand, built it out. It was my first product I launched on Amazon. It yep. was bestseller. Um, and the name I picked, I went, I, this is the brand registry comes out now. And now I'm like, <laughs> oh, I better get a trademark to get all this stuff uh, going. And I immediately get a cease and desist from a really well-known major company. And yeah. in, some way, in some ways, it's kind of like, oh, that's pretty cool. They're, they're concerned about me. Uh, must be doing all right. But yeah, that had to do it. Now I've got to do a full rebrand. I mean, that's yeah, exactly. in the butt. So those are great. Those are great steps. Um, all right. So you picked your brand name. You got a logo. These are all the, the pre-steps. But now... People need to hear about you. They need mm -hmm. to know. You need to start interacting. What What's your first steps to start building a community around your brand? Yeah. And that's when you want to make sure that you go on social media. So you want a grounding anyway. So you want to have a, a website. It doesn't have to be a fancy, uh, you know, a fancy website with all the bells and whistles, but somewhere that people can go to uh, if you're driving traffic, because you might want to drive traffic and sales to Amazon. But actually, it's good to start building an audience because you can then, you know, you can't get hold of those customers once they've gone to Amazon. You, you know, it's really tight in terms of Amazon allowing you to to reach out to customers um, in terms of what you can and can't do. And so it's good to start gaining that those subscribers, as it were, um, you know, and, and you can start getting people excited uh, in in. You know, it might be that you haven't even launched products and pre-launch and you start getting people interested. So having that basis there as a foundation of a website, just to, as, just to start. And then it's about creating that buzz within social media. So using the, the main uh, social media channels and, and gaining gaining traction there. Um, other things is that people use is getting influencers. Influencers is a fantastic way, you know, mm. when people have used your product. Um, and it doesn't have to, you know, there's influencers out there that you're not having to pay a huge amount to. There are influencers that cost an absolute fortune in terms of uh, what you have to pay. But getting people that are familiar, you know, into your product 
and starting to go out, you can start getting things go a bit more viral and you start creating the right community. You just need to make sure that it is the right community because there's nothing worse than, you know, if you're gaining traction and you're working with influencers that aren't in line with your brand, then of course they're going to attract a different audience. And it's so it's really getting that hype. But it is long winded, you know, it isn't we're not talking here about, as you mentioned earlier, finding that niche on um, on Amazon and then going in and, and tapping into um, that that gap within Amazon. What we're talking about, it might be that you've got a product that can go in there. What we're talking about, building a brand is a long term uh, process, you know, and it takes time because it's more about thinking if I have one successful product, then I can launch more and more products because I'm starting people have heard of the brand. And it's more about what that means for your brand, you know, in five years, 10 years time, as opposed to really making a huge amount within the first year, for example. I like that. So, so you're using mm -hmm. your, you're using your, I guess your customer avatar as the mm -hmm. target you're going after. You're building a, like a community around that. And then you could go to that community and say, Hey, what did we launch again? Uh, yeah. What kind of product, should we should we launch? Uh, is, is that what you work with your clients for? Is like build a community, and you got to know where they're at, right? Like, is it Facebook, Instagram, TikTok? Like, know where they're know where exactly. they hang out at. Exactly, and it depends on your audience and what customer you're going mm. after. Because if you're going for for a real young audience, then you're going to go with the latest social media. If you're going for an older audience, and probably Facebook Facebook is is the place where you want to to gain that traction. So those are definitely how you want to do that. But of course, you're then you're going to be selling on Amazon. But, if, you know, there's other things that you can be doing on Amazon to gain that traction. But it's less brand because nobody's going to be searching for your brand on Amazon. Right. Mm -hmm. you know, that's the thing. They might be searching for your product. But when it comes from a keyword perspective, so then that's when you might want to start thinking about then you're on Amazon strategies, which is more about um if you're your competitor conquesting and so forth like that um so you're going to have different strategies on amazon as you are sort of off amazon it's hard to know what the return is on yeah. social media right like when you launch a product you got a brand name you're doing all the packaging you're doing all the images uh social media is probably like the last thing you think about because it's hard to measure the return on that uh, what do you suggest there? Like, how do you divide your time up? Is it getting a team together or is it just posting like one or two times a day? Is what, What's the strategy there for somebody who's like a solopreneur? How do they know when doing the social media and branding is right for them? It's all, I would say it's all consistency um, and just, a, you know, a post a post a day, just being out there because you want to, I mean, with, with social media, like if you go to Instagram, for example, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't stay there for long, right? You know, mm -hmm. with the story, it's only 24 hours. So it's just about consistency and being, being out there. And it's not about having to, you know, there's tools out there that can allow you to create really affordable images or just uh, using stock images and adding some content overlay to highlight images with your product or, just different activities, um, not different activities, but different creatives to drive that. And that's what you can be doing. But you've also, alongside all of that, I wouldn't say that that's your only focus. You still want to be building this on Amazon because Amazon is the place to be. So you're, you're going away and you're building a brand, but you still need to 
be driving you still want to drive be driving sales so the brand building is almost something that is running in parallel to you focusing on selling your your key product as well and that's really going to fund it so because brand building is long term but at the same time you've got a, a product that you want to sell that you want to get it up and it want you want to have it selling on amazon and start moving as well and and really the brand part is uh is bringing in more traffic but also um solidifying what you're doing on Amazon. So so let's talk about that now, the Amazon portion of it. And let's start with, I think this would be um, a good way to segue into this. What, what mistakes do you see brands making on Amazon um, today? Um, or what are the main ones? Yeah, with a lot of brands. So you see sometimes... They're not necessarily brands. They've given themselves a brand name, but they're not really standing out from the crowd because you can actually, if you create a really solid brand, you can almost add a premium to your product, mm -hmm. you know, because it, it allows you to separate yourself from the competition. So that's something to always look out for. So, you know, the worst thing I've seen is where you get brands and they, they really want to highlight their brand name, but then they, they decide that they, they don't want the brand name in the title because of uh, for keyword re reasons, even though Amazon pushes for the brand name in the title and you can't really see the brand name anywhere. So it kind of defeats the object of having a brand because it's almost like, well, we've got a brand name to be able to get hold of thing, all these additional features, but actually you want the brand name out there. You want the brand name on your images. You want the brand name, you know, on your packaging. You want the brand name on your product. And it's just being there constantly to, re to remind the customer that they've bought into to a brand. So sometimes that's often what we see uh, brands not, not doing. That's a good point. Yeah. And then when you have created the brand and you've got brand registry, um, there's opens up so many more things. I mean, mm -hmm. videos, sponsor brand video ads, it's a headline ads. Um, they're just a plus content. There's so many things now that you can do to separate yourself from the competition. What of those, like what's the, what are the most important things? Like if someone has, is going to focus on something now, is it adding a plus content or is it adding videos and sponsor brand video ads? What, what is the best way they can, or what's the most important thing they can focus on first? Yeah, I always say think about when you're listing your product, think about not only thinking about that mobile experience, because that's where everyone's shopping. And now when you're on mobile, the main images are really what you see straight away at the top of the page. Mm -hmm. And so we've seen such um, uh, increases in conversion when you start optimizing those images. So your product image, your main product image is key. You've got to, you know, make sure that it really, uh, you know, it, you're investing in a decent product image, but it's those in additional infographics that you really want to focus on um, and drive. And they don't have to cost a huge, huge amount. Mm -hmm. Again, it's those um, images that are like a stock image with some content on it, uh, a bit of, as I mentioned earlier, this text overlay. Um, you can use those and add add those in. And then adding in, you know, starting adding in a bit more about with your logo, start adding a bit more about the brand. 
because other parts within the you've got your other parts within the page not only a plus content but of course you've got brand story as well so you can start adding all things like that so main images definitely but also a plus content this is your if you've got a new product and you've got a new brand you need to talk to tell the customer about it they don't know about it and so that's really where you can do that through graph graphics is going to uh, appeal more to the eye as they're scrolling through the pages so main images um your a plus content as well of course you can't ignore the uh, the fundamentals of <laughs> listing optimization and everything from a keyword and search mm -hmm. perspective but from um you know getting that conversion going that's where you really want to focus on those images in a plus we're in the we're in the middle here of q4 i would say middle we're coming up on holiday season here um what are some actionable things that brands can be doing now or they should have been already doing now that can that can help them with getting the most out of the holiday season uh, is there some things that they could be doing to the listing whatever maybe what are some tips you got there yeah i always say if you're we're in q4 really it's advertising um we always say don't be careful with touching your listings come q4 because um Q4 isn't the time to A-B test. We always sort of say pause on pause on the A-B testing. Right now, it's about trading, um, unless there's a fundamental reason to, to work on your content. So as you say, we're in Q4. Hopefully, you've already put your content to where it needs to be for now. Um, but what we're seeing now is, um, yeah, making sure that you are aggressive on your where upping your bids and everything on your campaigns for advertising because this is a time when of course everybody is out there it gets it becomes really aggressive in terms of we're already seeing cost per click starting to go up but mm -hmm. also taking advantage of all those features you know so we were talking about uh sponsored brands sponsored brands have those custom images now they're really effective and they look fantastic starting to make use of that starting to make use of sponsored brand videos as well. These are other ways in which you can really start highlighting your product and your brand and really creating a story as well. So there are things that you can do there. But I would definitely say, really, now you're in Q4, it's all about all about advertising. Do you suggest for the this holiday season to change anything on like secondary images or anything like that to represent the holiday season or make it uh more you know put a bow on it so it looks like a gift or anything like that that can help stand out is that anything i know you said do you don't touch images or anything like that but maybe yeah on the not the main yeah. part of the listing changing things we have done and we do for brand stores so there are some product categories that are it depends on the product there are some products that are really you know, very uh, holiday season, that's that's the product category almost in itself. Right. Um, and so you do find that all of a sudden, you know, we're dealing with a pet food uh, client. And, you know, there's a, we've already gathered an image where the dog's on Santa's lap kind of thing around a Christmas tree. And you've got that Christmas vibe and they're selling a, a Christmas type of um, uh, dog food uh, and, and so forth. So, you know, Yes, from a brand store, because brand store can be adapted at many different times. We haven't necessarily gone into that on the actual main product pages, but definitely when driving sponsored brand traffic and traffic from ads into the to the brand store, we've definitely given that a, 
a holiday vibe where, you know, for those categories that it's relevant for um, as well. On the product insert side, um, I, I get this sometimes, you know, it's like borderline TOS compliant. What do we do? What do we not do? But every time you get a package, there's an insert in it, right? Like everybody's got an insert. What What's a good like strategy for uh, keeping within compliance with Amazon uh, on the insert side? Yeah, we always steer away from the insert side because, you know, because of the, the terms of service. But it doesn't, you know, you've also got to think of it as in if you were selling your product to any other store, uh, bricks and mortar, would you have some kind of information and leaflet in about your brand? So it's not that it's solely you're trying to um, do something specific for Amazon or diverting traffic away from Amazon. You know, what would you actually have? Because, you know, when you buy products from a multitude of brands that are not solely Amazon brands, well-known brands, you always get, I mean, you get the warranty, the guarantee and everything within it. But you often get a bit more about, especially with toys, you know, with Hasbro and that. Oh, have you seen? These are all our other products that we have. So I always say if you're looking into an insert, yes, you've got to make sure um, that it's in line with T, uh, Amazon's terms of service. But if you're then informing the customer about your overall range and other options, but you're not saying shop here at this website here and driving traffic there, then it, then it's different. Because you've, I always say when when at, if that insert's already in and that you've got a brand that's already selling to Walmart, they're not going to all of a sudden take that insert out because they're like, oh, hang on. This isn't, you know, so there's there's this kind of it really depends on what you're really trying to achieve. And because there are some sellers that obviously are trying to achieve more from a get a review, um, mm -hmm. divert traffic away, um, incentivize that that customer. So, yes, it's a bit of um, one of those areas you need to tread carefully for sure. I like that, though, just I too. It, it's it, it adds to the brand building. Mm -hmm. what you're talking about if that insert yeah. is have you have you seen our other products or this mm -hmm. product is complementary to this product um yeah that and that is something that you would see inside of a typical uh, i like that that's uh that's a good way to continue the brand building process uh all right let's uh i want to change gears just again really quick is this if it, if anyone's listening and they're like me and we outline you you've outlined all these things you're like oh this is amazing uh, but I only have, unfortunately, 24 hours in a day and I can't do all this. Um, so they're going to need they're going to need help. And they need to. And and we were big believers in if, if you can outsource to experts, you're going to get a great return on on that investment. So let's talk now about e-commerce nurse. What what kind of services are, are you offering to clients and how can people get in touch with you? Yeah, sure. So we work with brands uh, typically in three different ways. We work with brands where we help them with the day-to-day -day running of their accounts. So really account management, because there's some businesses out there that, as you say, don't have the time or sometimes don't have that expertise and knowledge. And so we can manage their businesses on Amazon on their behalf, whether they're a seller, vendor, um, uh, we, we manage, manage the two. We also work with clients on a project basis. So if clients are at a point where, yeah, we need A+, we need brand store, we need to optimize all our listings, but there's not enough time in the day. 
um, or we're not really sure what we're doing and we need design and everything, then that's when the marketing team jump in and really make those, um, add all the bells and whistles to those product pages to really help boost conversion. We also have, um, we also consult as well for businesses that um, need help. It maybe they need help um, getting, you know, unsure they might be a vendor looking to be a seller. They could be getting started on seller all the way to some complex, you know, dealing with some bricks and mortar brands going through digital transformation. So we can we can manage all of those uh, areas. And we, we work with brands in, um, of course, in the UK, in Europe, and uh, we support brands in the US as well. Fantastic. Well, I mean, I think after hearing all of your uh, great advice on building brands, people uh, I encourage everyone to absolutely check out Karina and e-commerce nurse. Um, I'm sure there's a contact form on your website. Yeah. I put a link in the, in the awesome. description too. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Click that link. If you're interested in, in joining, uh, working with Karina and we really appreciate you coming on. We will get you back on again sometime in the future. Cause we could, uh, really drill down into all yeah. of those. We could take any one of those topics and talk about for two hours. So we'll definitely get you back on. That was really good um, insight and information. So we really appreciate it. And I encourage everybody to check out e-commerce nurse. Also, if you like content like this, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. If you want to see the live streams, make sure that you are liking Solozo's Facebook page, our LinkedIn page, and our YouTube channel. We go live to all three of those every day when we uh, record our podcast. So make sure you hit the like button and you can turn on notifications and you'll be notified when we're live with amazing people like Karina. Uh, also, if you need help with your advertising or if advertising is another one of those tasks that's just a lot of work every day that you'd like to automate it, we can help you at Solozo. So go to solozo.com. You can book a demo. You'll get either Chris or myself, and we'll show you how Solozo helps you automate your exact advertising strategy. Everything from moving keywords between campaigns, negative keyword creation, daily bid adjustments, et cetera. We can, there's a ton of other features. You can day part, lots of reporting. So uh, lots we can talk about there. So make sure you go to solozo.com and book a demo. All right, everybody. Thanks so much, Karina. Thank you for coming Thank on. Thank you. We'll Thanks, everyone. Have a great day. You too.